and welcome to the Log Pod Podcast, a podcast specifically about the League of Gentlemen plus one woman fantasy football league. If you're not a member of that fantasy football league, this will make no sense and be extremely boring. Please leave. If you are a member, enjoy. What is up, League of Gentlemen and one woman? It is Friday night, 9 o'clock, and I'm going to try to do a fantasy football podcast. Which seems kind of crazy with all the like weird injury situations and strange starting running back wide receiver. There's so many, so many issues that I'm going to get into with these lineups this week with six teams on a bye, six good high scoring, high powered offense, a lot of fantasy option teams on a bye. Um, uh, but we're going to get into that in just a little bit. All right, so. Episode 9, welcome. So last week, Christopher and Amanda joined me, and uh, it was pretty fun Listen, re-listen to that podcast and some good times, good times, a lot of Russell Wilson talk. Uh, won't be as much back and forth this time, but it'll still be good. I'm also uh, drinking a Lion and Kugel Summer Shandy while doing this, so enjoy the weird, awkward pauses like this. <sighs> Refreshing. Anyway, so um, let's take a look. Uh, we got the matchup reviews last week where we each pick one. We went five and one. The one that was missed was by me. That puts the podcast at 30 and 18. And we didn't go and pick people you'd sub in for the week. So those, those stats remain at 24, 17, and one. But we will go back to picking those even though this week is really slim pickings. We had two very high scores last week. Nick, we're going to give him first shout out, had the one, two, three, fourth highest score of the year with his total of 189.76. Good job, Nick. And then the bigger deal would be Rayford's score. He had 218.48 which is more than 20 points higher than any other score all year. And he did it with Travis Kelsey on a bye and three points from Derek Carr. So freaking animal that guy is. Okay, so let's look at what happened. So in the first matchup, we had Christopher versus Fantasy Football Expert. And this was previewed by me. And I had picked... Um, the fantasy football expert to win, but Christopher was the actual winner. And I got this one. This is the only one that was wrong on the predictions last week. So, I mean, it was a very, very high-scoring game. The third highest score of the week went to Christopher, and then the fourth highest went to fantasy football expert. So both of them were right around 150. Both of them earned the win. Undeserved loss for fantasy football experts. And you could point to a lot of different things. I think mainly Rashad Bateman zero on that Thursday night was the biggest deal. It was just uh, it was just nine points that he would have needed to come up with the win. His best receiver on the bench was Allen Robinson. I think it's his only receiver that wasn't on a buy or injured. Had ten point four points, so that would have been that would have been enough for Christopher. I remember he was having this running back conundrum that was like, you know embarrassment of riches with his running backs. He ended up going with Dalvin Cook and Kenneth Walker. Stevenson was the start. He won anyway, but Stevenson would have been the best start. I remember, I, I think I did specifically recommend Walker, so that could be totally my bad. 
All right, in the next one, we had me versus Amanda. Amanda picked, or Christopher picked Amanda to win, and Amanda did win in a very close matchup. Amanda, I, I know you're listening to this, but um, on Monday night, it was very, very, I didn't think I had a chance. I had Nick Chubb, and you had Joe Burrow, and you were winning by like 30 or something. But there was, oh, you also had Cincinnati defense. That was the other thing. And But there were a couple moments late in the game where I was within three points of you. And I don't know if you noticed that. I didn't actually match you or move ahead of you, but I was coming up real fast. Nick Chubb had a great game, and Joe Burrow was awful for pretty much the whole game. He had a couple garbage touchdowns at the end that pulled you over. Also, Christopher recommended I started Jacoby Brissett over P.J. Walker. Had I done that, that would have netted me three extra points. It would not have quite been enough for me to win, but it was the right choice. I should have gone with Jacoby Brissett. And, you know, because I'm sure we all do it. I'm going to do it on this podcast because it's my podcast. I can do what I want. There are other second guesses. Deontay Foreman had three touchdowns while on my bench. So that was a bummer. That would have also gotten me the win. if I. But I would have had to put him over Mostert. And I think nobody... Or Nick Chubb. I mean, I wasn't going to put him over Chubb. But Mostert, most people probably would have gone with Mostert over Foreman. And that's what I did. And it cost me the win. The other thing I did was I started Cade Otten over Dulcich. And that was the wrong choice. That would have been enough for me to win as well. And part of me wonders if I wanted to go Cade Otten because it's Thursday night. And it's always kind of cool to watch that Thursday night game and know you have some, some play in it. Anyway. So it was closer than, than the final score, but Amanda did, did pull it out. And the next matchup, this is probably the biggest difference in scores all year, and it probably will remain that. I can't imagine. It was Rayford versus LaRoche. Amanda picked Rayford to win, and Rayford won, like I said earlier, he had the highest score of any score all year. 40 from A.J. Brown, 36 from Derrick Henry, 34 from his RB2 spot with Tony Pollard. Man, he needs that job. That he is I, so stupid, so dumb. Thirty-one from Waddle, and then here's kind of a cool one: it was twenty-seven from Justin Fields, who's all of a sudden like a top ten quarterback. I noticed in your matchup this week, Rayford, that you moved Fields to the QB spot and Derek Carr to the Superflex spot. It's almost like you're promoting him in your own little on your own little team. Anyway, so yeah, LaRoche had a, he just had a really bad score this week. He had, he had a rough, rough day from his, you know, receivers. George Pickens had zero. Wondell had, Robinson had three and a half, six from Mark Andrews. He just was never close, never close. The next matchup, we had Jordan versus McCann. Kind of interesting, the uh, Jordan came in as the 10, ranked 10th. McCann is 12th. McCann won. I predicted McCann to win, and now they flip. So McCann's the 10th, and, McCann, and Jordan's 12th. Um, our our um, records, by the way, are very, very close across the league. Rayford is 6-2, and two, and there's like... Four teams that are right under him at five and three, another couple that are four and four, and like three teams that are three and five. We're all within two games of each other, except for Rayford, who has that extra win. Um, but Rayford has the most points for, so he's kind of earned that. Now, then, but also, I'll, I'll talk about this more in a second. He's also not had much of a competition against him. I'm going to give him that. I'm going to say that right now, and I'll 
tell you the numbers in a moment to back me up. All right, so um, that yeah, the McCann won that one. Let's see what happened here. Etienne looks like he's gonna be one of the best, one of the best draftees. Um, and then we also had a trade. McCann traded Lamar Jackson, so this will be his last week from Lamar Jackson. We're gonna talk about that trade here in a moment, but um, kind of gave him Dalvin Cook, so now he's got Etienne and Dalvin Cook as his definitely the best two running backs in the league right now. I would say. All right, then we had Dad versus Urban. Christopher picked Dad, and Dad won. Dad got 40 points from McCaffrey, 20 from Ayuk, 23 from Cousins. Wasn't a huge, great, awesome output. I think he had, you know, 130-something, if I remember right. Um, no, so, um, yeah, he had almost 150. So he had, uh, he had 150 points on that, so it was a pretty good output. I take it back. And, uh, yeah, he just he's got those 40 from McCaffrey and then the 20s from those other guys. Urban didn't have much. Trevor Lawrence looked bad, and he goes back and forth. Devontae Adams, man, I think this is kind of what I thought was going to happen with him this year because Derek Carr is not Aaron Rodgers. Um, yeah. So, yeah, Urban's team, who looked awesome just one week ago, looks like it's run into some issues. You know, you've got... Lawrence looks bad. Adams looks bad. Jacoby Myers looks awesome. You have Brandon Cooks in your lineup, but he's you know doesn't really want to play for Houston anymore, and now he's being benched for that. And then you're you looked like you had four awesome running backs. Austin Eckler is coming back. That's going to help you out. Although I saw I heard he had an abdomen issue, injury. So you might want to keep an eye on that. But like Devin Singletary, you know he's got. Who do they uh, who do they bring in in Buffalo? Naheem Hines. So like he's gonna have to share targets with Naheem Hines, and he wasn't doing great anyway. He wasn't getting a lot of the snaps anyway. Miles Sanders is still solid. He might end up being your best um, running back after Eckler. But Clyde Edwards-Helaire lost his starting job to Pacheco, and then you got Eli Mitchell coming back, but he doesn't. He lost his job to McCaffrey, and then you've also. Uh, who's the other one here? You got so Singletary's losing his job. Edwards Alaire's losing his job. Eckler has an ab injury. Eli Mitchell's not even going to get a, get a shot at the job. Like you just down the line, Brandon Cooks is out. You you got some issues now. <laughs> you need to take a look. Zach Wilson may not be the starter. Um, you know he's looking pretty terrible as well. So yeah, Urban, you got some. You got to fix those issues. All right, and then we had Smith Smitty Smick. <laughs> That's funny. We had Smitty versus Nick. Um, Amanda said that Nick was going to win, and Nick won. Nick is on a four-game winning streak, ladies and gentlemen. Lady and gentlemen. Nick had, had 190 points. Really awesome. Kamara finally figured it out. There's no running back, too, but, you know, once you got, when you get those sort of points from everybody else on your team, it just kind of doesn't matter. Like, if you're going to get... Let's see. Let's go take a look at that. So Nick had 190. Where did it come from? Where? Oh, Dak. He's getting Dak back. Dak looks good. Amari Cooper is getting a ton of receptions and, and down the field. Diggs got, got him 23 points. George Kittle's come alive. He's, he's looking like that top three tight end that he was drafted to be. And then Heineke's getting some points, throwing it to McLaurin over and over. So... You know, Nick's got uh, Nick's looking up every week. Every week it's looking better. All right, so that was uh, me going over the matchups last week. Um, now we're going to talk about a couple things. I got two things on the menu, or three things really on the menu. Uh, 
um, I did a little bit of analysis, and I'll link this in the show notes, where I'm, I'm always interested to see how a team compares to their overall points. Now, I know overall points, you might have gigantic weeks like Rayford's 220 weeks that really are an outlier in what could be expected from your team week to week. And then also you have really low weeks like you know, I had like that week of 78 points or whatever it was, and that was kind of an outlier. It doesn't even come close to where my average is. And other teams have had similar issues. But in general, your points for are, are kind of like where you should be ranked. Um, there are other factors, obviously, but like I, I really like the top six, bottom six, which, we're not, which I didn't get into. Maybe, maybe I'll, I'll go through and run that data and see where we are on top six, bottom six in the future. Um, I will, but I went ahead and compared it to points. So in the points category, um, the highest ranked team is Rayford, then it's Fantasy Football Expert, then it's Christopher, then it's me, then it's Smitty, then it's Urban, Amanda, Dad, Nick, McCann, LaRoche, and Jordan. So the actual rank is it kind of follows that the last three are where they are. 10, 11, 12 are based off of points. Those are the only three, McCann, LaRoche, and Jordan. They're the only teams under 1,000. Everybody else is at least 40 points over 1,000. And those are like 30 points under, so at least. So that that the last three are right. But then we have some major discrepancies. The, the highest person, the person who is ranked way higher than their point total is Nick. Nick, according to points, should be ninth, but in actuality, he's fourth. So that's a differential of five. So Nick is ranked five spots higher, but he's on that four-game winning streak, and he's, his team is better now than it was early on. But overall, he got lucky early on is pretty much what I'm saying. And then we have the other end of the spectrum and that would be fantasy football expert. Fantasy football expert is second in points and fifth in actual rank. So that's a differential of three, three, negative three, going the other way. And then we got some negative twos. That would be me, Urban, and Amanda. We should all be two spots higher according to the ranks. I'm sixth. My points say I should be fourth. Urban is eighth. Points say I should be sixth. Amanda is ninth. Points say I should, should be seventh. So basically, Nick just pulled ahead of all of us, all those people I just said. And Christopher is third in points, and his actual rank is second. Smitty is third in rank, and his points are fifth. So both of them are doing a little bit better than what the points say. Anyway, like I said, I'm going to link that, just this little chart that I made. A um, couple other things I wanted to point out is points against, and really there's just only one thing I wanted to say. By far, the lowest points against this year is Matt Rayford. And now he has, high, he has the highest points, so it, it stands to show why he is 6-2, because not only is he highest in points, he also has the lowest points against. So good defense. Uh, points against, he's at, and it's not even close. He's points against are at 936. The next lowest would be Smitty at 1012. And then you also got Christopher's points against, which are 1100, which is almost as much as the high score, the high, most points for the league. So Christopher's basically playing against the best team in the league every week. 
point overall average wise. So yeah, but that's a pretty huge difference for Rayford. That's about 12 points a game over the second place, like much less, you know, the rest of the places. So Rayford is getting quite an advantage in that department as of now. So we'll see if it, you know, regresses towards the mean or what. All right, and then the other thing that I want to look at is this trade that happened. So we will be bringing back the trade tracker. going forward, but there's nothing to track yet because the trade just happened a couple days ago. So Christopher traded Lamar Jackson to James McCann for Dalvin Cook, Jerry Judy, and Marcus Mariota. So here's what I think of this. I think that Christopher's team definitely improves. He's got Lamar Jackson in his starting lineup instead of Marcus Mariota. That's a huge improvement and much more consistent. Um, and meanwhile, at running back, Christopher had four really good running backs. He had Dalvin Cook, Kenneth Walker, Ramonde Stevenson, and this is off of memory, so I don't remember his other guy. He's probably yelling at the yelling at it right now, telling me his other guy. I'm clicking on it. His other guy is oh Michael Carter. He's yeah, I think he's the weakest link, but he's still a guy. And this week, that is definitely a thing. Um, so. He, Dalvin Cook was expendable. He's older. He's going to be a high-round keeper if you wanted to keep him. So keeper is not really an option. Jerry Judy, meanwhile, I think has gotten kind of lucky this year. And so, But here's really why I think Christopher wins this deal. is because if you look over at McCann's team, McCann loses Lamar Jackson, which is probably what I would consider like the number two or three quarterback in the league. Um, and he loses him. For not much. So he gets Dalvin Cook, but his running back situation wasn't really all that terrible. I mean, he had James Conner, David Montgomery, and somebody else. I'm not looking at it right this second. Oh, Etienne. Yeah, so Etienne's a star. Etienne's like the gimme guy who's going to give him a lot of points. And then between David Montgomery and James Conner, James Conner's healthy anyway. He's a guy. I mean, he's a guy you can count as your RB two spot. Same thing with David Montgomery. So your improvement there, Dalvin Cook over David Montgomery slash James Conner, and then also by the way, Jamal Williams is all, is on your bench too. And Swift has got some major injury concerns. Um, so Jamal Williams could be the best of all of them. Well, maybe not of out of Etienne, but still. Anyway, so basically, what you're doing this trade for is. A small, you're you're missing out on Lamar Jackson, so you're losing points going from Lamar to Mariota, and you're gaining a modicum amount of points going from to Dalvin Cook from Montgomery slash Connor, and then there's Judy, who's also part of this deal. And I don't think you're starting Judy. You've got Chris Olave, DK Metcalf, T Higgins, and then I put Judy at fourth among this list, and then you also have got Adam Thielen, so. Nah, I just I'm gonna give Chris for the win on this. Plus, he picked up Curtis Samuel and Deion Jackson, who looks like he might be the starter in Indianapolis this week. Speaking of, we have got some major, major running back issues this week. So yeah, I officially picked Chris for on that. We're moving on. Um, we're gonna talk about the running back situation this week because it is dire. 
just going through the matchups earlier for my for my notes, every single team it feels like has running back issue with the exception of like three teams. And it's not hard to look at why. So I went ahead, I did a study and I'm gonna link this on the show notes too, of what I consider the week nine running back situation. So let's start with the bye week. So you have six teams on a bye. Browns, Cowboys, Broncos, Giants, Steelers, 49ers. Every single one of those teams, minus the Broncos maybe, has a bona fide top 15, much higher in some cases, running back. Nick Chubb, Zeke Elliott, Saquon Barkley, Najee Harris, Christian McCaffrey. I mean, that is like some sort of Mount Rushmore of current running backs all on a bye. And then you also add in... If Zeke weren't able to start, Tony Pollard had 34 points. I'm sure Rayford's not happy that Pollard's on a bye this week. And then you've also got Melvin Gordon and Chase Edmonds, depending on what that what that Broncos situation. That Those are kind of not really counting. But Amanda, I'm sure, would like to have Melvin Gordon as an option right now for her running backs because she is hurting. So anyway, if you look at the chart, um, you've got basically what I consider 10 running backs that you feel – great about starting this week in no particular order Aaron Jones Austin Eckler Joe Mixon Ramonde Stevenson Dalvin Cook Josh Jacobs Travis Etienne Kenneth Walker Derrick Henry Alvin Kamara all of those I feel pretty great about starting after that you've got a lot of guys who I'm okay with starting but that's not ideal in that list and I'm kind of stretching on some of these I've got Mostert like I said, I'm stretching because Jeff Wilson's there now, and who knows? You got Mostert, David Montgomery, even Herbert, and I'm going to put the Bears on there because they've got a good matchup, but I put both of them on there. Deontay Foreman, Deion Jackson because Jonathan Taylor is out, Leonard Fournette, Isaac, Isaiah Pacheco. Those guys I would be okay with starting this week, some of those more than others. And then you have some like injured people who might be playing, might not be playing, and that would be DeAndre Swift, Corderell Patterson coming back from the IL. Jonathan Taylor is already listed as out. James Conner might be out. He's questionable. And then also Gus Edwards is trending towards maybe out. See, that's what I'm talking about. You're not really sure on those guys. All right, so those of that list, some of those are already definitely out. But even let's just say that Everybody who I say feels great is on a starting eligible team and okay with it, but not ideal. That is 17 names. There are 12 people in the league, two running back spots each. And I'd say 17 people are worth a start this week. 10 are great starts. Seven are okay starts. And then of the five injured, you can maybe count on, I think Patterson is probably going to be the one person who plays. I don't think Swift is going to play. Taylor's already out. James Conner is trending towards out. And Gus Edwards, I think, is already out. So of the five injured, maybe one. So we'll say 18. 18 okay starts for 24 spots. And then you've got what keeps happening is you've got a lot of people who you're really not okay with, but you're going to have to throw them in anyway. And I count 19 of those people. We're talking Michael Carter, James, or Brian Robinson, 
somebody on the Rams. I don't know what the hell's going up with the, going on with the Rams. Edwards Alaire. But you know, a lot of these guys that I'm saying are on people's teams as their like third or fourth option. Like Urban's got Clyde Edwards Alaire, and he'd start on probably six other seven other teams in the league, but that's not an option. So that's that's the running back situation we're dealing with. And I'm sure it's something similar with quarterbacks. There's a lot of receivers and even receivers that you feel good about plugging in, like Palmer, for example, for the Chargers, like that are that are coming in for the guys who are injured. Whereas running back, you're not you just don't know. Alright, so that I'm gonna link that on the show notes. And now let's get into some matchups. All right, in the first matchup, we've got Amanda, the number nine seed, going against LaRoche, the number 11 seed. I say seed, should just be great because it's not seeded yet. Amanda already got 20 points from Jalen Hurts. That's that's okay for him, not great. She only got three points from the kicker. So overall, she's a little bit under projection. LaRoche right now is projected to win. Um, by a lot, really. He added some good receiver. He added Rondale Moore. Uh, that was nice. He's going to be a good starter for him. Tony might be a good starter, but I see you're not starting him quite yet. And Mark Andrews, if Mark Andrews plays, like there's another questionable guy for this week where you really need him. Uh, yeah. Anyway, I think in this matchup, I'm going to go with LaRoche. Amanda, like I was saying earlier, Amanda's got some major, major running back issues. Uh, her Melvin earlier, I was saying like she really needs to start a Melvin Gordon, but Melvin Gordon's on a bye right now. Her starters are Naheem Hines, the backup in Buffalo, who's new, and Buffalo doesn't even really use a running back, and then DeAndre Swift, who I think is probably trending towards out. So, and then on your bench, you've got a whole lot of people on a bye: Robert Woods and Davis Mills, who already played. So, I guess you're going to have to drop Robert Woods and pick up somebody on the wire. And there's not much on, up on the wire um, as of right now. So, I don't know. Maybe maybe like the backup backup in Detroit, whoever that is. Is that Raymond? Khalif Raymond or, or something? I don't know. Maybe something like that um, would be a good strategy. But you're going to need some points there because I think LaRoche is coming to play with the Josh Jacobs, Joe Mixon, Geno Smith, Patrick Mahomes, maybe Mark Andrews. So if you want to win this one, you're going to have to do something about those running backs. You can't, you can't take a, a zero. So I pick LaRoche on that one. Um, also, people I'd sub in. I'm going to leave that one alone uh, just because I think what I'm going to say is I'm going to sub in somebody for Swift, and that's a cheat one, and Christopher kind of yelled at me for that, so I'm not going to do that. All right, next matchup, we got the – oh, this is the Uncle Julio's game because I found out a year and a half ago that the winner of this game has to take the loser out to an Uncle Julio's dinner.
Anyway, okay, Smitty's a three, ranked third. Fantasy Football is, expert is ranked fifth. And I, Smitty is favored by one and a half points, so it's really close. Fantasy Football expert already got 24 really nice points from Dallas Goddard. It wasn't quite enough to be projected to win because, I will remind you, Smitty has the Josh Allen also, not too shabby, Tyree Kill, and one of the gotta-have-these-running-backs, Aaron Jones. And they're going against Detroit, who's awful. So I think I'm going to go with Smitty on this. Even though, like, if you're asking me which team is better, maybe fantasy football expert is the answer to the question. But I think this week in particular, I'm going with Smitty. So enjoy those fajitas. Um, person I'd sub in, Smitty. You got a quarterback. His name is Mac Jones. Put him in there over Garrett Wilson. What are you doing, man? All right, in the next matchup, we've got Michael Urban ranked eighth. Nick is ranked fourth. Nick is coming off that 190-point total and a four-game winning streak. But he's got a lot of people out or injured. So Urban's actually favored, according to the Yahoo. But Nick's got – listen to this list of people Nick's got out. Dak Prescott, George Kittle, Amari Cooper. Those are like his three best players. Plus, Urban's getting Austin Eckler back. Now, if Eckler doesn't play, then we might be changing my who I think is going to win on this. Um, but, you know, I will say there is a current situation that Urban needs to take care of. Now, I looked at this earlier. I'm going to go check before I come out and say this. But Michael Urban... Looks like he is starting nobody at the position of kicker. Where is this? Oh, there we go. Clicking on the team. Yeah, he still didn't have a kicker. He's got Brett Maher, who's on a bye. So you got to do something about that. You did get a lot of points from Miles Sanders. All 15, projected for 13, but still over-projection, solid week. And then Nick over there on the other side is starting the third string running back for Atlanta, Caleb Huntley. And I don't blame him because he's got no other options. <laughs> on his bench, he's got Damian Harris, who's a questionable. Obviously, if Harris is healthy, I think he might go ahead and plug Harris in. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. Uh, the other thing with Nick's team is he's got Isaiah, Isaiah or Isaac likely at tight end. And if Mark Andrews plays, that ends up being not a good option. So anyway, uh, like I was saying, Urban is projected to win. And however, I'm gonna say I'm gonna this is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna cheat a little bit. I'm gonna say Urban is gonna win. He's my official call for the game. However, if Urban ends up going into the matchup without a starting kicker, then I will change my projection to Nick. So I'm gonna say Nick is the winner. If Urban starts no kicker, that's what I'm going to say. Because I don't think you deserve to win if you start somebody on a bye. Especially some, a kicker. Like, drop them. You don't need to carry two kickers. Like, just drop them. All right. So that's what I'm going to say on that one. And I'm going to skip the subbing in part because I think if you put somebody in over nobody at kicker, that's the way to go. And I'm not going to give myself that point. So Christopher will not yell at me. All right, in the next matchup, we've got James McCann ranked number 10th. Rayford is ranked number one. Rayford coming off a 220-point performance. A.J. Brown didn't get him 40, though. On played on Thursday night and only got him 16. So that's maybe, maybe you're only going to have 
188 points this week. So we'll see. You know, running back two is still an issue for Rayford, and he knows it. Like, he's got... Um, he's got a lot of running back handcuffs on his team because he's just waiting for one of these guys to get injured. Right now, he's got Antonio Gibson in there. He's getting the dump-offs, and J.D. McKissick looks out. So it's, that's not a bad, especially this week in particular, that really is not a bad start. You know, with only 17, what did I say, 17 running backs worthy of starting, that's one of them. So... Uh, yeah, but listen to this. He's got Pollard, so if Zeke goes out for good, that's the start. Madison, Rashad White, Damian Hilliard, all of those guys are on Rayford's bench because he knows he's got a running back two situation. Also, his quarterbacks aren't great. So, yeah, like Rayford's winning. He has the most points in the league right now. He's projected to have the most points this week. And he's doing it with a quarterback duo of Justin Fields, Derek Carr. Maybe we need to think about changing the way we draft people. Because he ended up, he got Derrick Henry, Travis Kelsey in the first and second round of the drafts, I believe. I, I'm kind of going a little bit off memory, but I think that's right. And waited on Derek Carr and Justin Fields, and it's working out. Like, so far, that looks like the plan. I don't know if it's going to change the way we draft or not. We'll see if he wins the whole thing. Anyway, so McCann's got a lot to be excited about, too, though. I mean, he's got Chris Olave, Travis Etienne. If nothing else, those guys are going to be great keepers, and you'll be able to keep them next year. So uh, as far as people I'd sub in for this, I'm picking, I'm officially picking Rayford to win this matchup. People I'd sub in, I'm going to say Drake London over Tyler Lockett. I think if it were really my team, I would not really do that, but I want to pick somebody because, you know, I want to do that. Anyway, so I'm going to go with London over Lockett. It could happen. London's got a good... They might need a throw. All right, and then the next one, we have the very first official and maybe first of many to come, Lock of the Week. This matchup is Michael's Locked and Loaded, Surefire Bet Your Mama's Farm, Push All the Chips In, 100% guaranteed lock of the week, baby. That would be Jordan, who is ranked number 12, and Christopher ranked number 2. I'm going to pick Christopher to win, and it will not, not be close. Currently, Christopher is projected to get 142 points, and Jordan, last I checked, was projected to get 100 Jordan has got some injury slash bye week issues. I said there were issues a little bit ago with Nick's team. That doesn't even light a candle to what's going on with Jordan's team. Jordan's got Jonathan Taylor already listed as out. Najee Harris on a bye. Zeke on a bye. That's that's his three top. How do you? Those are his three top running backs. Like the one week where you knew you had Najee and Zeke on a bye together. Jonathan Taylor also happens to be out. Plus, you've got Keenan Allen, who's, like, perpetually out. And then Garoppolo is also on a bye week. So this is a – we've got a major issue here for Jordan. And even if you were at full health, Christopher's team's been a little bit on fire. Plus, he's just got Lamar Jackson. His running backs are incredible. Christopher's team is going to destroy Jordan's team this week. If I'm wrong about this, man, fantasy football is stupid. Right. So Jordan right now – his only starting running back is Tyler Algier, where if Cordero Patterson plays, Algier, I think, was losing carries to Huntley anyway. Devontae Smith already played, got him 4.2 points. 
After that, the next best, Darren Waller is questionable. He's in the lineup. He's got Valdez Scantling in the QB2 spot. He's got Tannehill on the bench, but Tannehill might be out. In fact, he's kind of leaning towards being out. Ah, man, this is... I, maybe Jordan is just phoning it in this week because he's like, there's so many people. <clears throat> I mean, if I had your team, I guess I would drop. You can't really drop Dallas defense. They're going to get picked up and you're going to lose them. Ah, man, Hunter Henry, I guess that's the drop. But I, you have to keep Henry in case Waller's out. I mean, this is just a world of hurt right now for Jordan. I guess he's just counting on the loss. That's all he can do at this point. All right, getting long-winded here, getting late. Uh, we'll go with the last matchup, me versus Dad. I'm ranked number six. Dad is ranked seventh. I'm currently projected to win, and obviously I think I'm going to win. Dad has Christian McCaffrey out, but on my side I've got Nick Chubb out. So it's not exactly like, oh, it's a gimme. Um, lucky for me, I picked up Deontay Foreman a couple weeks ago, and Chuba Hubbard's already out, so he is definitely a starter. Maybe he'll get at least two touchdowns. Last week, three. I'd like some of those points, but... Whatever. Cooper Cup is injured. They said he's going to start, but that scares me a little bit. Dad's got a lot of iffy guys in his lineup. He's got Mecole Hardman, Isaiah McKenzie, A.J. Dillon, but Dillon's going against Detroit, so that's a pretty awesome matchup. He just hasn't been getting the touches. And then Kenyon Drake. So lots of guys that I that really I wouldn't be starting. Most people wouldn't be starting. So I think it's going to be me. I don't think it's going to be close. And also, you still have a backup kicker on your team, just FYI. That's pretty stupid. Don't do that. All right, oh yeah, people I'd sub in. I'll go, because of this matchup, I'll say put in Sanders over McPherson because you have two kickers. Why not go with that? Oh, in the last matchup, I didn't want to pick anybody. I mean, Tannehill, right now, Jordan's got Marquez Valdez-Scantling in his, in his QB2 flex spot. And I would go Tannehill, but Tannehill might be out. So I'm not going to give myself that. All right, there we go. Long episode nine. I hope you enjoy it. Got some fun new drops. Hope you enjoyed that. I'm almost done with my beer. I might chug it here as we uh, listen to the Log Pod Extra out. Peace out. See you next week. Good luck, everybody, except for Dad, but I still love you. Bye.